people of Earth. We have come to upgrade your cosmic consciousness. DNA activation ready in three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. I'm Craig Anderson. And I'm Lou Quinto. Today's topic is communication among remote workers. We live in a world where we have an increasing numbers, Lou, of people who are working remotely, yeah. either locally remotely or you know across the country and even across the world. And so communication is an evolving thing about how we keep keep in communication with these employees, and it's an important way to keep people engaged in what we're trying to do. So today, we're going to cover three topics, as usual, to talk about this issue. So one is how to set communication guidelines. Two, the importance of having regular live meetings where you can, and the importance of managing by objective. Managing remote workers is very different than the, I recently learned, a Taylor system of methodical adherence to hours worked. Uh, so Taylorism, look it up. Uh, so it's something that we'll talk about is how to manage remote workers. So, Lou, why don't you kick us off and talk about communication guidelines? Yeah, uh, obviously when you've got people who are working remote, and th this is, again, an evolution in our workplace. Right. It used to be uh, remote workers were primarily salespeople. Yeah. Uh, that were at different parts of the country, and you would communicate back and forth with them. And I think companies went through and, you know, to communicate with them, they created uh, maybe sometimes in-house uh, software applications yeah. that they could send their information on the road when they made a call, made a sale, and be able to enter that in. And then, of course, obviously at that time there were more phone calls than anything else. Uh, but when you've got people, because remote now has just become uh, everybody. We all want a flexible work schedule, so flexibility has been built into that. And one of the things we have to realize is that communication can't be lost. Uh, even though people are in different places and we're not all in the same area, you need to have different guidelines. Right. Uh, and in fact, uh, we've talked about uh, there's some applications uh, that companies have gone out to made the investment, mm -hmm. uh, Slack, uh, Trello, um, Zoom yeah. is, is another one where these are applications that help facilitate that remote location, uh, location area. Uh, that uh, this way people can continue to communicate. So I think it's one of those things that when you have remote employees, you need to set up communication guidelines. How are we going to communicate in a particular project? If important, how is important information going to be stored? How is it going to be shared? Uh, you know, and all of these things are going to be important when you're dealing with those remote employees because we're all not sitting in the same area anymore where something right. comes up immediately and we all share it. Uh, right. it need, you need to have those guidelines in place. And some Sometimes uh, some of those applications help. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. I actually have a coaching client who works for a company that went to a complete open workspace. So everybody's in the office, but it's all open. You know, you don't have an office, you don't have a desk. You just find a place to squat for the day, and they actually have to use these tools now because nobody can find anybody in the company. <laughs> so you know, the e it's easier to try and do it by Zoom or shoot a Slack message across because trying to find them is almost impossible. <laughs> And he actually told me because they haven't thought through some of those things, the email traffic has jumped exponentially because they created the open workspace but didn't think through how it would impact communication. So, yeah, yeah. you know, so that's actually kind of in a closed space and that deals with this issue. But you really need to think through how you want to manage a remote workforce. So, you know, the tools Lou mentioned are ways to communicate, ways to memorialize things because you don't have the water cooler. You don't have the, hey, let me just pop into your office and think about that guy in office space. Well, <laughs> you know, you don't have that anymore. So you've got to have these tools 
that help you more effectively communicate and set up expected ways to do it. You know, it's I can think of companies I worked for where as yes, this was evolving, people, some people say, well, I just, you know, I bought a license for, for this. Well, I bought a license for this. And people are communicating a lot of different platforms. Yeah. So coming into one platform and one way of doing things is important because, again, it's not like, you know, the old days where all the, the only remote people were salespeople. Right. And, you know, they would call in and, you know, maybe even dictate over a tape and send it in to get their <laughs> call reports done. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's changed dramatically. So it's important to have standards of what you're going to well, do. And, and you, ju you just brought up a big point, is that you, even though you're working remote, you don't want to feel like you're on an island. There needs to be that communication. Yeah. And so in addition to the communication that you would develop guidelines for is every now and then you need to pull people together. They yeah. need to see each other face to face. So yeah. you've been in situations like that where you've had remote people and you've brought them together, if not Re I, I won't yeah. say if not on a regular basis, on a regular basis. Yeah, I think it's important to try and get people in. So I didn't really have people who worked remotely who lived locally. Um, I wasn't willing to do that because I'm just, I just wasn't there yet. And I lost an employee over it, actually. Uh, but you know, we did have people who worked in other states. And we always tried to make an effort in the budget to budget to bring them in a couple times a year right. uh, to get the flavor of being in the office, to actually start you know, deepening some of the relationships they have, and to feel like they're part of a larger whole, which you can't do that all the time. No. Uh, but it's important, I think, to have some expectations around getting people in for live meetings, even if it's you know, a remote local workforce, right? Maybe it's, hey, you know, when we have these meetings, we'd like everybody in for these things. Right. Uh, and maybe that's just my age talking, and maybe that's not necessarily a, a, a crucial thing. But I do feel like, you know, having, building that consensus can help in having people, people in. Maybe it's not, you have to be in every Thursday. Right. But it's, you know, hey, when we have these events, we'd like to have people here for yeah. them. So. Yeah. And obviously, you don't want to blow people's schedules. So, you know, you, you need, if, if you can plan them, well in advance you should have them so if they yeah. are oh, yeah. regular every two weeks on a Tuesday you're definitely going to be here that definitely uh, would work yeah. so okay uh, the third area that we're going to cover is going to be the one that when you're communicating it, it particularly when you're managing those remote employees it's best when you're communicating and managing by objectives right. and what we mean by managing by objectives is to make sure that your communication is consistent all the way through and so when someone on your team is remote what you might want to do is sit down with that person and create here are the things that need to be done over the next month over the next two months right. and then create those milestones uh, that you are going to be checking in with so that when you are communicating with them you're communicating with them about the milestones and the progress that's taking place and so that's what we mean by communicating by objectives or managing by objectives well no communicating yeah. by objectives is good too so that this way every time you pick up the phone or whether you're not you're sending a communication in email or jumping in on Trello or something along those lines zoom you have a specific agenda that you're talking that person about that keeps them focused on what their part of the plan needs to, to be accomplished yeah I think you know as we've gone more and more to a remote workforce you know what you really is, you know, the blessing and the curse of working remotely is, you know, you're always at work. You know, you always yeah. have that space where you're working. So, you know, to, to hold people to a strict, you know, you will work from 8 to 5 and be available every moment for me from 8 to 5 is Ain't probably, gonna it's yeah. not going to happen and it's not the reality that we're yeah. living in right now. Now, certainly you will have times for a meeting and say, hey, you know, if we have a meeting, I want you there. Right. But, uh, you know, people are going to, it's more important in your communication to really focus on the objectives and accomplishment and objectives. You know, it doesn't really matter if somebody's working 70 hours a week, 35 or 40. Right. What matters is 
are you moving the ball forward? Are the objectives getting completed? And are we getting things done that we need to do to grow our business faster and make more money for everybody? Mm -hmm. So it's really important to kind of communicate about it from a standpoint of objectives, not just you have to be here at a certain time. Yeah, and you will get a lot of people that, and I think many people probably already experienced where you get somebody my age, uh, okay boomer, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, who is used to that eight to five work schedule. Yeah. And we have to understand that with that remote uh, you know, application that we're applying to employees, we're, part of that is to give them flexibility in their day, uh, particularly if they live in the city, uh, New York City, Atlanta, Los Angeles, I mean, Chicago, where if you've got an employee that is spending a lot of time in the car or getting to work, wouldn't it be great if they were working at home when they would normally be traveling. And so there are those advantages, but yet there's still some of us that need to shake that eight to five mentality off. Well, and the other thing to think about in all that is, you know, with remote workers, you have people working on different time zones. Right. Right. So not just, you know, three hours of time zones across the United States. You have people working potentially across the world. Uh, you know, I have a friend who traveled around the world for a year, different country a month and still managed to work you know, put in time at work. So it was balancing those time zones and making yeah. that work. So, you know, again, you know, it's hard to explain. And I was guilty of this scheduling 8 a.m. Eastern meetings, you know, and pulling California people in, right? They're rolling yeah. out of bed and jumping on a call. I wouldn't even say they're rolling out of bed. Yeah, they're they may probably in still bed. in bed. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you have to think through what that means for your organization. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 And you've got some people where time zones like my daughter, I mean, there's 20, Two, 24 different time zones in the world, and then there's my daughter's time zone, yeah. and that's her own. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> and you do have workers who are like that. So anyway, key takeaways. Yeah, so for me, I think it's this idea of, you know, standardizing the way you're going to do things. You know, mm -hmm. the more loose you are with things like remote workers, which I think is important because that's how, you know, people want to work today. And that's not just kind of the millennial new leader generation. No, this it's... is across the board. Mm -hmm. So you have to find ways to accommodate it. But within that flexibility, you need that standardized framework for how you're going to get things done. Yeah. And setting up, you know, and again, the objectives and really focusing on, you know, the more freedom you have, the more structure you need to create yeah. to balance that out. So yeah. I think that's kind of my takeaway today. Yeah. Well, in, in my takeaway is I'd love to do uh, on the example you used of the uh, client that you have that did an open workspace. Yeah. No matter what, when you get in, if there's an open space, just take it. No one knows where they're at. I, yeah. I think that's a great experiment to show you the importance of we, we took communication for example or for, for gra right. granted. Yeah. I, I think we really need to, even in a situation like you were talking about, there need to be guidelines for that communication because if not all of a sudden communication starts to explode uh, and is it being captured properly and so yeah I we've taken communication for granted way too long and oh, yeah. with the remote workforce I, I truly believe that we need to have those guidelines in place well you've got to have a plan because it's a law of unintended consequences right yeah. I am sure this company never thought that hey no. by giving people all this flexibility we're suddenly going to bury them under an avalanche of email Right. So think it through, have a process, be intentional. Uh, I think it always comes back to be intentional about how you're doing things. So, OK, very good. Well, we hope you enjoyed today's episode of Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership and discussing how to communicate with remote employees. If you like this video, go ahead and click the like button. Please share it with other employees as well or with uh, people with whom you work. And uh, please subscribe to our episode so that you know when the next one's coming across. Uh, again, thanks for tuning in. My name is Lou Quinto. And I'm Craig Anderson.